Hello everyone. Welcome to the House of African Feminisms podcast. Feminist practices and knowledge. My name is Sandrine Niladukunda, a feminist passionate about social justice. And I'm talking with Rutamu Uwera Fabiora, a human rights lawyer and an art enthusiast based in Rwanda. Today, we are talking about gender justice, specifically on Anikopei. Gender injustice has many factors to it, and Anikopei is one of them. Today, we would like to go deep on this subject of Anikopei in the context of Rwanda. Hi, Rutamo, and welcome. Hello, Mraoneza Sandrine. Rutamo, what does gender justice and injustice mean to you? So, gender justice is when every gender gets what they deserve, yeah. regardless of their gender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's being given equal opportunities, regardless of your, your status. Um, and gender injustices is, is discrimination based on your gender, and if I have to simplify that Which, it. Something mm-hmm. we are trying to eradicate. <laughs> Uh, and what about uh, when we say when people say equal opportunities, equal pay, equal work, but then we still have this term that you are trying to talk about, an equal pay. Uh, how do you go about that? Yeah. So when we say um, that we need equal opportunities, yes. and it should come with equal pay, yeah. regardless of. Agenda. Yeah, because what is it like? What would it serve to give us the equal opportunities, the equal, uh, the the jobs that men are doing, but then we are not getting the same the same amount of money. Yeah. So, how do we bridge the this gender pay gap? Yeah. So if if we say gender pay gap, mm-hmm. we are talking about the the gap existing between what men are receiving and what women are receiving, yes. mainly because of the gender. Mm. And if you talk about an equal pay, we are talking about uh, people generally yeah. not receiving equal payment for same same job. So. Um, but because we are talking in the context of Rwanda, Africa, yeah. and it's a patriarchal society, society <laughs> you find that most of the time it's women who are being paid less. Yeah. But also, uh, if we talk about an equal pay in, in, in general, we are going to find that office jobs yeah. and other kind of labor, physical labor, you're going to find that there is no there's equal. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference because of how we interpret these kind of jobs. So do, do you think that this is something as this generation, do you think that uh, it should start with us and we shift this narrative that we have to be in offices or we have to keep uh, differentiating between office jobs and then these other jobs that are not really considered I would say when it comes to payment uh, are we the generation that, that is going to change that do you think yeah I think we are already changing because now we have 
I have some of uh, my friends who studied even up to masters, yeah. but they chose not to be in the office and work in the in the in what they studied, but they chose to be artists. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the changes people are making. Great. So, Rutamu, you're a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lawyer who who provide pro bono legal aid services to women and girls. Mm-hmm. Why pro bono? Yeah, so um so I work for Celta Foundation. It's a new foundation that was created to yes, provide uh, pro bono legal aid services, but our target group is women and girls affected by by um sexual and gender-based violence. Yes. And why did we choose this? It's because, um, you see, the, have you seen the rate of uh, teen pregnancy in this oh. country? <laughs> oh my goodness, it is huge. Yeah, very- yeah. And that is, have you seen uh, the conviction rate? <laughs> there's, there's a disconnect. No, there's a disconnect, yes. Yeah, because, because women are, are, are not reporting, women don't have access to easy access to justice yeah. and one of the elements is the financial financial means yeah, yeah financial means to afford uh to pay the legal fees for once they, they they decide to pursue the perpetrators so we said uh let's complement the efforts that uh, Isange One Stop is already making mm-hmm. so we can you know we can chip in and and Provide uh, legal rep- so we provide legal representation yes. for women and girls, and uh, legal guidance during interrogation. Yes, because that is something that that these women need, mm-hmm. uh, apart from the the other professional help that Isange One Stop Center uh, provide to them. Because yeah. I think Isange provides the the psychologists if they need ones. Mm. Um, and other like the medical services, I would mm. say, mm. even the DNA sometimes. Yeah, do they do that. Yeah, yeah. They, they they do provide the holistic p- package. Yeah, but but it's always good to have like the legal part. Yeah, because uh, because sometimes uh, there are so many organizations providing legal aid uh, services, but as whenever let's say there is a rape case. Yeah. So it's normally it's the prosecution that that file that help you report. Then the prosecution help you to you know pursue the case. But as we are coming in to file civil claims, yeah, for you. So most of the women, because of the emotional toll that these yeah. these crimes do to you, you sometimes you don't remember to claim for damages. So whenever we present, we represent uh, someone, we also work with the prosecution so that we can file a civil claim. And uh, yeah, as a lawyer, how, how do you feel when when you win such cases, if it ever happened? Um, so or as a woman yourself. So far, I won one case, and. Um, ah. The rapist yes. got uh, 12, 12 years in prison and we were claiming for 20 millions. That's, yeah. that's the least we can do for, for a person who experienced who that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But how does it make me feel? I feel like I'm 
contributing to one part of the problem. Yeah. And and what about the psychological yeah. trauma that she she got from that that experience, horrible experience. Yeah. So it's it's really yeah, I feel like we have whenever that's why even uh, in our foundation we are trying to see how we can provide that holistic package. Like you you help the the girls and the women coming to you for, for legal aid services yeah. to also be be facilitated or guided where they can get, get the psychological support, a counselor. Oh, that is, that is in nice, a way that is yeah. sustainable. Not a few sessions. Yeah. No. This is a like we we be we hope to be able to help yeah. in that way. Like we be like this is your counselor, you're going to work with this person until until you that, that, that is an amazing initiative. I yeah. truly hope that you get to help a lot of women and girls who can be able to afford these huge tariffs, I would say. Uh, you talked about uh, these women, the gender-based violence, and I want us, um, when, when you say gender-based, we all know what gender-based violence is, mm-hmm. and you just mentioned how most women can't afford the services. Mm-hmm. But do you also think that, I'd say when we get to the access to education, mm-hmm. young girls in most communities don't go to school because they can't afford a pad. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And there, there's been some um, uh, initiatives mm-hmm. that are trying to help like uh, end period poverty. Yeah? yeah, And to me, that is, that is so huge because a pad, we say it's how how much eight hundred? Yeah. But then to some other people that they can't they can't just afford that. Yeah. And what do you say about women in homes? Because this is something can happen at the workplace. It can also happen in our homes. Women who can't afford those legal fees, yeah, mm-hmm. and still the decision that they make because they can't afford that because. Some are going to choose to stay at home mm-hmm. and still get beaten because they're trying to protect their children and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we support such cases, <laughs> I'd say, as a society? Yeah, so when you want to help um, society in a sustainable manner, you have to start by identifying the problems and do something about them yeah so so you see um this these girls coming from poor families who cannot afford the pad yeah and how are they going to be able to make the, it's not like they can get a job yeah at their age so what what, what are other alternatives mm-hmm if sometimes even our sex education is not that good, you're not, some of them are not bold enough to go to their mom, can we sell, you know, some of the beans so that I can buy pad? Yeah. Or some of them have even never heard of a pad. Oh yeah, that that is... They have never seen one. They don't know what to do. So, 
you find them uh, most I'm talking as a lawyer now mm-hmm. many many of the, the the girls that get abused yeah you find that the abuser is, is either a teacher or someone in in in, in some position in of her power. family an uncle you know power dynamics yeah. who has been able to provide for that need not yeah. a part per se but even even uh, some books or sweets anything that uh, a kid cannot afford then um they take advantage of that mm. and they, they end up abusing her so um at least when when some of these girls are able to report such cases the financial burden should not be the reason why they cannot access mm-hmm. justice so as coming in to help them uh, access justice in that way at least get get rid of that perpetrator who would mm-hmm. abuse another girl and and so the pathway of of women getting into education and studying and yeah. becoming better persons who occupy office spaces and yes. other positions at Absolutely. least you can hope at least the that number gets higher yeah when we remove those perpetrators so you think that the gender pay gap contributes to more gender based violence in homes definitely yeah because many of the women that stays in in toxic marriages mm-hmm. are women who cannot afford to move out with their, their children yeah and and you know move and rent another house and be able to sustain themselves and their, their children and pay for the school fees and also the issue of divorce comes with legal fees yeah imagine you yeah, even everything if, is expensive yeah yeah so many women cannot afford to be separated for from the man who is a provider or even the gender based violence does only affect does not only affect women there are men also in toxic marriages yeah. and because also there's a patriarchal kind of mindset yeah. that sustain this this mindset of nikozuba kwa Yeah. You don't want to get a divorce so that people cannot say that you failed. Yeah. So you are obliged to stay, stay in and and continue enduring that that violence and so the 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 aniko pay yeah. comes in as as like if I if I'm financially stable, I will just get out and yeah and uh, find my way out of it but you find that um some people stay a little bit longer to organize their lives and see i i need to start making a case so that in the divorce mm-hmm. i will be able to get child custody and I'll be able, able to afford yeah i will be able to you know get my part of the the, the deal if it was if the matrimonial was was shared Mm-hmm. So in that process we've had cases uh, that in that process of you know organizing your life you end up being abused again and it gets worse 
then yeah. you come to report when really even the kid has had suffered in that uh, situation so the financial stability is big part of uh, addressing the gender based violence in families yeah. it's a bit sad that that women have to stay and they have to endure all that because they're not fin- financially stable uh, you, you talked about men being providers or men expected to be providers should they not really in in <laughs> the, in a country like ours yeah. rwanda mm-hmm. which has done um, tremendous efforts to to make sure that there are equal opportunities for women and girls that like we we are allowed to go to schools yeah. like now now yeah schools schools which were not open to us because of the mindset of our yeah. parents you know the the IPRC the the schools for the technical the technical yeah, schools technical that are school. now open to us you have yeah. a minister of ICT who is a yes. woman <laughs> so we are well ahead in terms of uh, we now have women who who, ca- who carry cameras the videographers are women i that is something that I, growing up I, it was not yeah there that much yeah we have women in in the army we have pilots. Yeah. So in Rwanda, we've really made. Yeah, we have sixty-one percent in parliament. In, in parliament, and we, yeah, we are the first world in the country that has done that, and that is because of the 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 effort that uh, Rwanda has been trying to make, and you know, putting thirty percent quota as as a requirement. Mm-hmm. In like so, women have to occupy thirty percent in all at all levels of government institutions. Yeah. So, but but um, we have to look at the pathways, mm-hmm. and that the pathways are what we are trying to address. Yes. Uh, you see uh, how um, we used to have grades, different grades, when yeah, in it primary. Came, Primary, and all levels. All levels. Yeah. So women were given uh, a favor to pass. Yeah. At a slightly lower, yeah. you know, compared compared to compared to, 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 boys, to, to yes. boys. So that was uh, an effort, at least, to bridge that gap of, you know, having having they, they more does, women. Yeah. Studying, which, which I think worked. Mm, yeah. Personally, because they, we could see more more women in secondary schools mm-hmm. and some yeah it was it was it, it brought a huge impact to our education mm-hmm. as of now oh we now have the the, the minister of the minister of education is a woman also mm-hmm. which is nice and i think that that um, the favor that was done to to young girls back then mm-hmm. played a huge part i'd say in sustaining the, the policy that yeah, was made, like yeah. the thirty yeah. percent, even that sixty one that we keep talking about, yeah. and I think I hope, yeah. I hope that uh, what the, the government did uh, will keep improving yeah. the, the way that we carry on with our lives as women. Yeah, and I want to say that it's not probably a favor. It's it's. It's uh, they they're trying it's to rectify what has been done before yeah. because 
you know, we, we had laws and policies that could not um, allow women to yes. have bank accounts. You'd have to ask not, for permission yeah, from your husband. Yes. Succession, women had no part. Yeah. And so we have this, this uh, cultural norms and practices mm-hmm. that uh, limited yes. spaces women could could access. So I think it was it was an effort to make things better. It was not really a favor. A favor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we have we have women in positions of power, mm-hmm. uh, the CEOs of banks and all that. Uh, do you think this is a question that is general? Mm-hmm. Do you think these women? get as much as men in those positions would get uh in 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 spaces that are structured Mm -hmm. because we have mifotra uh, regulating all the salaries so i think they are in 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 places (laughs) that are regulated as i just said it's it's i would say that they are making uh in a, like the same amount that the yeah, men would make. Yeah, so each position has a certain uh, salary that that um, a person should op- get when they're in that position. Yeah, yeah. so there, there I want to assume that it's... It's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but what about places that are not regulated? Yeah, so we Future have... Future many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and because of the you know patriarchal mm-hmm. society, <laughs> most most no women are are taken as the primary caregivers, mm-hmm. and this caregiving uh, kind of jobs you know taking care of the homes, uh, babysitting, cooking, you you find that it's mostly women occupying these positions, and because they are not regulated. You find that if it's it's the these these women are at the mercy of their yeah. bosses. If if a boss is nice, he's going to give you a fair a fair deal. If he's not, you're going to walk from from Monday to Sunday with no break. You you can't even go to church. Yeah. You can't even go home on Christmas Day. You, you find that a house help has been working for someone for like three years. She has never been allowed to go to, to visit, to visit uh, her yes. home. So when you, we talk about an equal pay, there's also an issue of benefits. Yeah. How many house help or house watch, watchmen yeah. are being given insurance? How much are they even getting to start with yeah and because of the stereotypes you know men are are, are, are considered as the protector <laughs> so you, are, you you tell a watchman no you know they i'm talking about the informal ones mm. you tell someone to be at the gate they don't have even a, a weapon they don't have anything you know that would protect them if the harm that Something you're trying to <laughs> Yeah, and they, they don't have any medical insurance. Even if they fight a thief. Yeah, they're going to get hurt, but... Yeah, are you making sure that they at least can afford the, the medical care? Rutamu, why do you think uh, these jobs, or the, the ones that are not regulated? Um, I think it all goes back to the 
And some of the colonial heritage that <laughs> are still, you know, are still in the existing uh, structures. Because um, as much as these people are, are the ones that enable us to do what we do in the offices, yeah. because if, if I, I managed to go to the offices because I had someone at home taking care of the my meals, mm-hmm. like, you know, I have I have some support at home, so I'm able to show up fully at work and I, I perform well. So the the question is how how what are we doing to make yeah, sure that they are at least getting what they deserve? Um, our country has been um, using these uh, cooperatives. Mm-hmm. They are encouraging everyone to be in in cooperative so that at least we can know that this this person is is doing house help mm-hmm. is a is a motor rider so this in these cooperatives that's where they can get the medical insurance mm-hmm. 